All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. As parents, we can teach our children many life skills as they're growing and becoming adults. Some of them have things to do with relationships, um, others to do with education. But something that is missed quite a bit, especially something that was missed when most of us were growing up, were skills about money. What to do with money, how to manage money, what to do, what you can and what you shouldn't probably be be doing with money as well. And today I wanted to talk about just a couple of tips and things that parents should think about. Um, Some of these things parents probably do, some of them they've probably never thought were really important, but just to sort of create a bit of a, to, to help create a bit of a foundation for children growing up and to help not control and not to shape, but to help guide them through money and the relationship that they will have with money when they're older. So the first thing that I can probably talk about is talking to kids about money, just mentioning, just talking about it. As most of us growing up, our parents didn't really talk about money. It was one of those things that wasn't talked about at the dinner table, but just talking to them about it and having discussions with them, you'd be so surprised where it actually takes you. And the first thing is to talk about how money's actually earned. And, you know, apart from working for money, just talking about investing and talking about the fact that some people invest money to make money or some people work to make money. Um, that's probably the best place to start, especially because as far as a child can, is concerned, things just appear when they want them to, to be there. You know, so food is just there when they need it. A house is above, you know, there's a roof, there's a roof above their heads. There's water when they need it. If they need to buy something, their parents can normally get it for them. So just talking about where money actually comes from really helps to set the ground as far as discussing these types of topics. The second thing is to talk about needs versus wants and to educate children on the difference between a need and a want. Telling them that something like a PlayStation isn't really a need, it's more of a want. And telling them that food on the table is something, it is a need and really helping them identify the difference between the two. And again, just talking about it, it could be just literally a very simple five minute discussion or a five second discussion, but just talking about it. The next thing is to talk about where money actually goes. And traditionally money is a physical item that we can hold and touch. And these days it still is an item that you can touch and feel. But more and more are we using things like credit cards and debit cards. And these days there's even tapping. Um, I mean, most of us use our phones now to pay for things or our Apple watches even. So literally a card isn't even seen, but just explaining to children, what is tap and go? You know, what is tap and pay? How does it work? How does the technology work? What happens when you tap your phone onto something and then you can suddenly walk out of a store with a bag of clothes or food? Just getting them to understand that concept. Don't just assume that they understand it because Again, it's really important to put these things into context and to help children understand what is actually going on and where the money is going when 
a phone is being tapped or an Apple Watch is being tapped. The other thing is while shopping, talking to children about how prices differ for different things. So showing them why there's, for example, two different types of milk. One of them is $3 and one of them is $5. And just explaining to them why one is more expensive than the other so that they can understand the concept that some things are more expensive than others. The other thing about that is, well, uh, sorry, another thing to consider on that topic is even looking at deals and discounts and explaining what a discount is and how to read the tag at the shop. So, for example, when you look at an item and you can see that this is $4 per 100 grams and this is $8 per 100 grams, what that actually means. And to help children understand what a discount and what a sale actually is as well. Because all these things will help them identify value. And just because something is cheaper doesn't always mean it's better. The other thing is to work out the difference between items as far as even quality is concerned. So, you know, when you're looking at, for example, two types of cereal and one of them is your standard cereal and one of them is an organic cereal and just explaining to them, okay, this is double the price, but it's organic. Um, You know, it's healthier. It has, it doesn't have these particular things in it. Another thing, and I mentioned it earlier, is paying bills. So, um, electricity bill, phone bill, just explaining how these things around us appear. So, telling them that, you know, we have electricity because we get a bill every three months and we pay that bill using our money and that means we can have electricity. So, just just the most basic things will help children understand these concepts and it will help them actually appreciate what's around them and appreciate what they have as well. Part of paying bills and part of spending money, unfortunately, is avoiding scams. And helping children understand what scams actually are is really, really important, especially now that they're using phones and iPads and computers more than ever. As an example, my son plays this game called Roblox, and he's been nagging me for the last couple of days about discounts or ways to get free Robux, they call them. So that's the currency in this game called Roblox. And he screenshotted all these pictures from Google Images of all these codes and special ways to get free Robux. And they all direct him to this particular website to go to. And I essentially just showed him that it's a scam. He still didn't believe me. So I had to Google Roblox scam and had to show him some videos on how these things are actually scams. And then he started to understand it. So talking about scams and Helping children avoid them is a whole new episode in itself. But just talking about these things when it comes to banking scams, credit card scams, anything online, anything to do with spending money will only help improve the relationship that your child has with money. Now, understanding it's one thing, but actually doing it or putting something in practice is another. And helping children understand how decisions are made around money and getting them involved in those decisions is priceless. For example, when you're looking at the shops and you're looking at buying something, asking them, look at these two different deals, which deal do you think is better? Or giving them a job to go find a good deal for something. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. The other thing is when you're planning an event like a birthday party, talk about the costs itemize them, just explain to them, okay, this is going to cost this much, but this is going to cost this much. And I understand that you want a jumping castle, but that $300 can go towards us getting these games or 
we can make the lolly bags better. Things like that. Um, you don't want to take things away from children. You don't want to take happy moments away from their childhood or discourage them from spending money. But you do want them to understand that when planning an event, different things cost different amounts of money and some things are more expensive than others. The other thing as well is when you have a budget, now hopefully any everyone that's listening to this have, has a budget that they follow for their family. If it's not a budget, it's at least a structure. And if you don't, please make sure you listen to my first and I think fourth episode talking about this topic. But if you have a budget in place, explain it to your children. Just explain to them why you've done things in a certain way, like why you have a bills account, why you use this, why you use that. And that, again, will help them build that relationship and that confidence around money to know that, okay, when I'm older and I'm earning money, I should have a budget or I should have something in place just so that it becomes normal and they actually know what you're doing. You don't need to sit there and explain every detail of the budget because they probably won't listen for more than three seconds. But just telling them that, hey, this is our budget and this is how we do things and this is why will, again, help them understand and accept the fact that a budget is a part of life. Because if you don't do things like that, they're going to get older and probably start working or even get married and start a family. And they still won't even understand the concept of a budget or why you really even need a budget until it's too late or they meet somebody like a financial advisor that says, hey, you should really have a budget. Now, when talking about being practical and doing things in practice, giving children pocket money and helping them earn money and showing them that they need to work for something if they want it is invaluable. There's literally nothing better that you can do as far as teaching children about money than actually giving them money and putting that some of that responsibility on them. So mowing the lawn, vacuuming the house, washing the car, doing things that they wouldn't normally do. So not things that they're expected to do like clean their room, but things that they wouldn't normally do. Asking them to do things like that and giving them pocket money to do it can teach them to work hard for what they want and then gives them something to spend. And the other part of this is encouraging them to save and just explaining to them, listen, you could, this $5 I've just given you, you can go and spend it on an ice cream right now. However, if you put it somewhere and then save another $5 next week and another $5 the week after that, and another $5 after that, you'll have $20 that you can go and spending, you can go and spend on something else. Um, now that sort of reminds me of a Russell Peters, <laughs> a Russell Peters, uh, comedy show. But anyway, if, um, if you've heard it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't go and Google it, but it's, um, it literally is common sense and it's just something that children, you can't just assume children know this and understand it. And so when it comes to saving money, the easiest way is to have a piggy bank, something physical that they can touch. But if you do set up a bank account for them, explain to them what it is and show them how much is in there so that they can even look at it and track it when they want to. The other thing is setting goals. You know, just like we do as adults, setting goals and think, okay, you really want to buy this particular toy or this item. You need this much to do it. If you mow the lawn every week or every fortnight for the next six weeks, you'll have it by this month and you'll be able to do it. Things like that, just so that children have something to work towards. And you know what? They love it. Children love working towards things and children love achieving things just like adults. If we're given a task and we know there's an outcome at the end, we are more likely to achieve it and we are more likely to actually stay motivated along that whole process. The other thing is sharing their money. So 
teaching children that once you have money, it's okay to share it is also very important. And that can be donating some of it to charity and helping other people that you know. So not just buying things for themselves and not just buying materialistic things, but actually teaching them to develop that skill of sharing and giving back to the community and giving back to those that are in need. So I hope today's helped. There's, as I said, there are so many different activities. There are so many different things that you can do as a parent to teach your children about money. And today I just wanted to briefly mention some, um, these are things that sometimes I talk to my clients about. Sometimes my clients ask me to talk to their children and I'll mention some of these things, but it's all about helping shape that relationship that they have with money so that it's a good relationship. And just like as parents, we have this responsibility to help our children have a really good start in their life and to give them the best possible opportunities. We also need to teach them life skills like this so that they can be financially free when they're older, or we can increase the likelihood of them being financially free. And we can increase the likelihood of them not having to worry about money and being stressed out about money. You know, as a financial advisor, it's my job to help people manage money so that money doesn't manage them, to help them control money so that money doesn't control them, to help them do the things they want to do in life and to give them that freedom so that they can still do the things they love and still manage money as best as they possibly can without it becoming an obstacle or a burden or something that they don't enjoy. If you have any questions, please touch base. The other thing I can ask for, and I don't ask for this enough, but if you can share this episode with any friends or family that you think it's going to help, if you can leave us a review on Apple, send me a private message. You can visit sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au. Send a message of any topics that you want us to talk about love to do it. Um, Any guests that you think I should have on the show. Um, The feedback since I started this podcast show has been amazing. Um, Yes, I see that we have really good rankings on um, on Apple and Spotify, but it's more the feedback. It's more talking to people and hearing how it's impacting their lives in a positive way, which is what keeps me going. And I cannot encourage you enough to just touch base and contact us if there's any way that we can help so that we can continue to do what we need to do to help you feel, do, and be better financially. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.